so exciting. I fixed your snake. <laughs> And Overcast. Welcome to episode 28 of Up and Overcast, wherein two geeks of a certain age drag their tired bodies to the mic for another go at enlightenment. I'm Scott Horn, and the light at the other end is William Cooper. I am the train coming that you cannot escape. William, I sense some extra light there at your end of the tunnel. Uh, oh, very much extra light. Yes, we have some uh, some... Some English light on mm. the other end of the of the room. Who else is here? It's me. Hey, Joe. Hi, Scott. How are you? Good, 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 good. And it's Excellent. great to hear you. Great to have you on the show. Well, thanks for having me. Joe, um, maybe that's where we should start because yeah. I know you, uh, you have something to add. You probably don't want to sit through all of our uh, updates unless, unless you'd like to. No, I can... have a... A pretty important date with the ironing board later. Oh, I um, see. I'm a very <laughs> emancipated woman. We have an open relationship. Yeah. <laughs> You're gonna set that board straight. Oh yeah. Okay. But um, I'm not gonna talk until I get my bumper. Oh yeah. Well, <laughs> uh, yeah. We'll definitely have to get your. Uh... What's up with bird? There we go. Much better. Okay. So, what is up with you? <laughs> well, let's see. Um, I. What did we do wrong? Is basically <laughs> what I'm asking. Is it? Is that really? Is that the only time I ever come on? Mm, yes. Well, then you'd be on every time. <laughs> mm, no, you don't That's come on every time. That's true. We're wrong. I guess I get let a lot of stuff slide. We've always yeah. been wrong. Yes. Well, I just wanted to revisit the conversation from last week about handicapped parking spaces. Happy to. Okay, jolly good. I'm allowed to say that because yes, I'm British. Yes, you, you are British. Okay. Um, so, it's possible that I misinterpreted kind of where you were coming from so I'll give I'll throw out that caveat to begin with but um I kind of got the feeling and it made me a little uncomfortable that there was um this sense that you can always just tell from looking at someone whether they are um mm -hmm. in a position where they deserve to have a handicapped parking sticker or yes. not different so. differently abled i think is the what did i say you were looking you didn't say anything oh okay. you were looking for the word and i think that is the the term differently abled mm -hmm. okay thank you um so right. well um um go, I go certainly, ahead, Scott. well i certainly made the I, yeah, I don't see it as rigidly defined as if you if you if you can walk without assistance, then you don't deserve to be in a handicapped spot. That's certainly not my position. You know, if there's a, an old man who has, you know, I, I think the example I used was an old man who was probably in the war and his knees are mm -hmm. bad, um, and he's not using a cane or a walker, but yeah, he he's he's good to go. But the but the 32-year-old the, 32 <laughs> with a BMW who runs into the store. Right. No. Yeah. I So So I agree with yeah, you. You can't always tell. Mm -hmm. um, but the, the my basic thing was I almost never see somebody who's obviously mm -hmm. handicapped using these spaces. Right, right, right. And I think my 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 point was really that I totally agree. I'm absolutely not trying to assert that there is never any fraud going on in terms of people abusing the system. I just get a little concerned sometimes when it sort of sounds like you can just you know there are people and may, maybe you you two are totally on board with this, but you know we we know certain people who 
are, you know, pretty young, probably actually look pretty sprightly, but have kind of stuff going on that isn't necessarily that visible to the to the outside world. And I think that that, that can be a sort of pretty difficult um, existence because you're constantly kind of having to fight against people's ideas that you're actually kind of doing a lot better than you are. So, um, oh, sure. Yeah. Sure. So anyway, that was kind of mainly, mainly what I wanted to say. And I, I don't think I thought that you didn't realize that, but that didn't quite come across in what you were saying. Well, it, so I thought no, you might want to have a... No, I did. I do have, I did have a, a narrow view of it. And, and, and I, I, I guess I, I, I probably need some concrete examples to figure, mm -hmm. to place it because the handicap, the handicap spot is physically proximate to the door so that a person mm -hmm. who's physically has physical difficulties getting to said door has mm -hmm. less distance to walk. And well, I'm I trying guess, to wrap yeah. my head around mm -hmm. the idea of not being able to tell that somebody has a physical disability with the distance of right. walking they have to do. Well, how about somebody who has like energy issues like chronic fatigue or something like that, that maybe kind of ebbs and flows and sometimes they have better days, sometimes they have less good days. And maybe if they kind of really overdo it in the morning, then they're going to be like really messed up in the evening. So they mm -hmm. might kind of be able to get out of the car okay at 10 o'clock in the morning, but if they would have had to walk all the way across the parking lot, then maybe they'd be like back in bed by the afternoon. Right, right. So, no, yeah, I don't I, know. Yeah, that's a, that, that's a, that is a good concrete example. Well, I appreciate thank you. That. And that type of person typically wouldn't be um, smoking a, cig a cigarette while they were <laughs> walking to the door either, would they? <laughs> well, probably not. Okay. I mean, I don't want to be too pedantic, but I right. guess I, you know, who knows? Maybe because people, you know, people sometimes make Bad interesting choice. choices, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I don't want to be like sort of miss moral high ground here because of course I um, <laughs> you know, well, just as prone to kind of um... can we rename your segment that Miss Moral High Ground because <laughs> yeah. that's great. Okay. Well, well, who's being who's being um, um, a, a self-centered moralist here? I think it's me. I'm the one who wants to sit there and, and judge each person who gets out of the car and decide if they're worthy on being in right. the handicap spot. Right. So any... I guess I'm just sort of saying I'm not. I, I'm mm. not claiming to be free of that tendency myself, but mm -hmm. um. Well, I, I really loved the way that you ended the segment, um, Scott. You're something about like it's not you're not a sucker if you're being nice or something like that. Right. Right. And, um, that, that's a, that's a, I think that's just a everybody's so afraid of being had. Mm -hmm. We're all so skeptical about everything. Every mm -hmm. with a lot of we've had examples and reasons to be, I mean, as a culture mm -hmm. that things are coming at us more and more and is this barrage of things that we're trying to figure out and uh, there's a tendency to just go okay you guys are all the same you're all threats and i'm just right. blocking you out right right and right. i'm not going to be nice to you because i i'm defensive and i don't believe that you you know i'm going to get anything back from that Right, and that I'm going to be somehow depleted in the process. Of... Right, I'll lose in that right. that game of po that invisible point system. Right, right, right. <laughs> and that yeah, the whole trick is to get to get more than the other person at mm -hmm. all times, and that that mindset just leads to a very un unhealthy, you know, interactions with people. Yeah, I totally agree. I love that. Mm. I think that's a really good. Really good message to put out into the world to mm -hmm. your thousands and millions of listeners. <laughs> Untold, uncounted. Mm -hmm. Well, and I think it also brings up a good point that we touched upon too, that it is this kind of thing is, is incredibly difficult, just like the welfare system and other mm -hmm. systems like that, incredibly difficult to enforce mm -hmm. because, you know, to actually enforce it, you would have to say, hey, excuse me, Sir or madam, mm -hmm. you don't appear to be handicapped. I I need to sit down with you and look at your medical history. And <laughs> it's like right, which is 
you know, pretty offensive. If, yeah, if right. It turns out that that person does have something going on yeah. that, um, that you don't know about. It but, just makes um, it really difficult. But, uh, you know, I think also, you know, to, to Scott's point too, it, are there cases where some 20-year-old is borrowing her <clears throat> grandmother's minivan with a parking For sure. thing and parking mm-hmm. and going in? And yeah, definitely. But like, how do you... Yeah, I know. I guess for me, and you know, it it it's obviously a huge bummer if people doing that results in somebody who really needs that spot not being able to have it. So I guess I'm not really saying that. That's one positive thing with the um, with the government's reaction to handing out all these tags to people is they (laughs) make so many more spaces. Conspiracy theory. Yeah, Yeah. there's always (laughs) enough spaces. Right. <laughs> I'm pretty much sure if a handicapped person did happen to need a space, there'd be one there. They, they wouldn't be they, the closest one because the six closest ones are all full of, of people who are scamming the system. Right. But <laughs> but the twelve other ones that aren't don't have anybody at them, they're they're good to go. They're perfectly good. Right. <laughs> okay. Um, well good. Did you uh, you up but you did you have another you had a traffic annoyance that you wanted to share. Is that well? Yeah, I thought maybe true? since we were, since I I might jump on the bandwagon of sharing things that annoy me about the general public, um, mm-hmm. just so that people don't think that I'm just miss moral high ground. <laughs> <laughs> you keep. I think if you say that one more time, it's going to be our show title. So. <laughs> So, okay, the first thing that I need to, which isn't really a gripe with my fellow country people, it's more uh, just something that confounds me as somebody that, um, just with the system at large, as somebody who spent the first 35 years of her life as a driver in the UK coming over here, it's very, very confusing to me that you're allowed to turn right on a red light. Mm. Um, and I don't think that I'll really ever get to the point where that feels normal because it just feels <laughs> like I'm breaking the law. You're, um, driving with you, you always do stop and you're sort of like, you get this look like, e, I'm about to do something bad. I'm like, no, you're allowed to do this. Here I go. And to your point, Scott, from last week, hell hath no fury like the person behind the person that doesn't quite know that they're allowed to turn right on red. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, I've seen that time and time again. And and it isn't even just a pleasant honk. honk. No, it's like, you are an idiot. Right, so to just lay on the horn. Just <laughs> get out of my life. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so that's always fun. Um, and then... And I'll get to my point in a minute. This is just kind of preamble. There's no points but... here in this podcast. Uh... We know, we no one gets any points. <laughs> okay, that would well, be a first. All right. Well, um, so the other thing that completely throws me off is that I can be turning right on green, but mm-hmm. then there are pedestrians crossing the street that I'm turning into. That also is something with which I am very unfamiliar and I'm absolutely terrified that one day I'm just going to not notice someone. Because in Cause... England, those two things don't happen at the same time, right? Right. It's, so there'll the be a situation the in, 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 in England at a crosswalk, a four-way or whatever, where all the cars are not allowed to, are not allowed to move while the pedestrians cross. Yeah, I think that must be how it works. Now I'm second guessing myself, but all I know is that right. it's just only a... we're gonna have to have another person come on next week to, <laughs> to correct you. Me. Yeah. yeah. What's her name gonna be? I don't be? know. <laughs> <laughs> this room. We're right, gonna have to get a bigger uh, apartment. But of this course, you know, Joe, I'm sure you, you realize that. Yeah, if you get a green, but there are pedestrians in the crosswalk, will the pedestrians get to get to cross? Yes, I do yeah. know this in theory, mm-hmm. but my all of my conditioning is that okay, if you have a green light, then you're good to go. So you yeah, it's really... it, it's very problematic on both ends. It's like yeah. 
It's red, but I can go. Now it's green, but I can't. Yes. <laughs> I know. Like all of my instincts are being messed with and that's not, not a happy situation. Well, the other, the, um, the other thing, I, and I think this is all a big mess. You're absolutely right. I can't wait to get to self-driving cars and to just solve this problem. <laughs> See? Mm -hmm. They solve everything. Yeah. Except for the aforementioned lack of any kind of white lines in the road in Seattle. True. Yes, that is true. <laughs> we, we did talk about that before. You did. But you did a pretty good job. You do a good job of driving. You don't even, you barely ever have a moment now where you go into the wrong lane. <laughs> you mean by the wrong lane, do you mean perhaps the wrong, the wrong side, side of the street? Of the street. That's what I meant. <laughs> That was very graciously put, but let's let's call a spade a spade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's only, it's it's no, it's not. It's only like once a year or something. You well, it's on you know on July Fourth. I like to, <laughs> like to, like to show myself. the colonists what's what. <laughs> oh dear! This is the right side of the road. <laughs> oh dear. Um. Yeah. So anyway, to get on to my thing that really is about human beings just being annoying, mm -hmm. um, and I hope I can explain this properly. Maybe you can help. Um, okay. So there's a particular intersection where this is really bad in Seattle in rush hour, and that is um, on Battery heading north before you get to the pink elephant car wash. Okay. Probably William, just gonna sounds need to, like you're going to need to drop a Google Maps link <laughs> I think, the show I think, for this. I think this is going to be a new, first for us, a Google Maps link. In All the right. Show notes. Okay. Got um, it. And the traffic's always super choked up um, on that little section. Like you've just turned right on from 4th or 3rd onto Battery and right, you're right. trying to get onto 99. Mm -hmm. This is absolute radio gold here for anyone <laughs> that doesn't live in Seattle. <laughs> um. And what happens is that sometimes there'll be like two or three iterations of the light going green and then red and green and then red and really nobody moves, wow. which is kind of Gridlock. horrible. Yeah. And what happens is that... Um, oh, I know what you're going to say. Yeah. If I'm the car that's at the front of the line, I'm trying to just go straight across this intersection, right? Um, mm-hmm. And my direction is the way that's the most jammed up. The, I think it's I don't know which street, what which cross street it is. We may have to pause the show so that I can <laughs> go look on a map because I think people really need to know. No, I um, we, we got it. Just, okay. <laughs> so your way is the is the more jammed up way. Right. The right. Cross right. streets are moving normally. Yes, relatively normally. So, um, what I try and do, um is even if it's green for me, but there's the person in front of me has made it across the intersection, but they are their back end of their car is right up to the back of the mm -hmm. intersection. So essentially, if I were to go and then the lights changed, I'd be blocking the intersection. Right. Causing so, the gridlock, which is keeps right. happening. Yes. So what I will do, because I am a good citizen... Is, is wait. I will wait. Mm -hmm. You are and doing then, the correct thing. Lo and behold, what will happen? The car in front of me that's gotten through the intersection will be able to creep forward enough that there's room for one car behind More. them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And the person who's turning, wanting to turn left, will turn into will space. just sneak into that space. And I'm like, I that's yeah. my space. I was being the good person here. And and they're literally you. Okay, so I don't know if you can picture that or not. Mm -hmm. But so the so it's the somebody who's is, already in the middle of the intersection beyond their light, needing and now no, they're turning to escape. No, the middle they are of the turning from a, from the cross street. Yeah, mm -hmm. into the road. Yeah, mm -hmm. they're not yet in the intersection. And instead of giving way to the people going straight. They'd say, "Oh, there's a space. I'm going to turn into it." Yeah, right. So they're drop blocking now... your path forward, and mm -hmm. they're in the intersection. They're not in the intersection. Okay. They're now. I'm really confused by myself, <laughs> and not even sure that my story makes any sense. No, we're let... going to need a diagram to yes. go with the Google Map. 
Oh, I mean, the, the quickest way to explain this is this. You are, you stop and you wait and a space opens up. Mm-hmm. And now someone from one of the side streets snags it. Right. So now there's no space for you. Right. And then a, new, a space opens up and someone from the side street turns and snags that too. So your choices are go into the intersection and block everyone and like, this is my space. I'm taking my space or wait forever. <laughs> right. Right. Because and it, it goes against that, that nature of, of trying to be cooperative. Yeah. Because um, nobody else is. Right. Mm-hmm. The people turning aren't saying, uh, the person in front of me turned. Uh, now I'm going to let this person go. They're like, oh, I'll turn too. This is great. I'll turn. And you're stuck there forever. And uh, all the people behind you hate it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> the thing that I'm now confused about, and I'll have to report back on this at some point. Well, let's go take a drive. <laughs> <laughs> we can take all this equipment in the car, yeah, right? That's right. <laughs> we'll have to try and sort of somehow simulate rush hour at 8 o'clock in the evening. We'll get our um, Hot Wheels out after this, and we'll we'll diagram this whole thing. So what? Confused well, now I'm you? confused about whether my light's still green when I'm getting annoyed about yeah, this it or is. not. So how is that person turning left on red? Amazing. Then? No, they're turning right on red. No, they're turning left on red. Oh, then I don't know. Then maybe I'm just getting mad about See something See you next week. <laughs> not even a thing. <laughs> well, I'm really glad. <laughs> no. Because if they're turning on green, then they're totally within their rights to turn yeah, into that space. so you're wrong. Space. No, what so. I'm saying is they're making a right turn. Okay. And I've seen this a lot where your light is green, their light is red, but they're making a right turn into the space that is Cause, available. Because they're closer to it than you and right. you have to mm. bolt across to mm. Which get brings to up the, that problem. You can't, there's no way you can catch them. You can't, they just, they're like, oh, right, 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 right. And you're way far away watching them do this and you're like, hey, let me in. And the only thing you can do is move into the, middle of the intersection and block everybody right. right and then you're taking a leap of faith that you're going to make it right it'll move enough before before your light's red that you're not sitting in the middle yeah. of the intersection with with traffic on either side now mad Stopped. because you're blocking yeah. their their right yeah that's what you're trying to say yeah i wish that were true <laughs> I think I've had that happen to me too, but now I. I'm think, trying to save you here. I know. I'm, but I. So it turns out you are the bad person. Yeah, maybe. Oh, no. oh this is terrible news for the podcast. <sighs> Everybody Ms. really needed to me to be lawful good. What has <laughs> happened to Miss Moral High Ground now? <laughs> well, it is really difficult because you do need to be. There are points where you have to be assertive even Mm -hmm. even to be cooperative yeah (laughs) Mm -hmm. right right and it's uh driving's a challenge so maybe we Mm -hmm. should amend this and instead of just self-driving cars solving this let's just not have as many yeah everybody stay home stay home oh i could totally get behind that get on a bike staying home (laughs) (laughs) okay good yeah, that's going to be my platform when I run for office. Everyone stay home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For the introvert okay. party. <laughs> well, that was uh that was traffic talk. Uh it's our new Oh, how much time did that take? Just I felt... a few hours. Oh, it's God. it's perfectly fine. I'm, I'm, I'm having regret. <laughs> <laughs> no, it is great because oh. yeah, we'll just it's, it gives us show, man. It gives us show. Yeah. We don't have to worry it's, about there being enough show, which is always right. the anxiety. <laughs> Our performance anxiety at the beginning of this thing. God, how are we going to get this to 20 minutes? Right. And, and, then, we're, and we're, then it's like, oh, God, know, how did we get this to an hour? <laughs> how can we not do that is, is the two anxieties we have. Yeah, because mm-hmm. that's only one of like four pieces of uh, yeah, follow-up other, for us here. So uh, other You know, we can do a show of follow-up. That's not, we could. not unheard of. Yeah, that's that in the podcasting world. Yeah, maybe that's what we'll do. So, what's going on with those crows? You got something? Uh, update do you want to? Do you want to stay with for crow talk? I... Oh, you do, don't you? Wow. I would vote to remain. <laughs> hey. Oh, too soon. That is very much too <laughs> soon. Oh, I see. <laughs> 
All right, I'm going to storm off the set now. I don't think you can. Uh, you're too locked in. Yeah. To your equipment, I don't think you can storm okay. off. Okay, how can I make a graceful exit here? And um, no Brexit jokes. <laughs> <laughs> well, you just you just get up and okay. and you you say goodbye to us. There's, that would be polite. Okay, I can do that. Bye, everybody. Thanks, oh, Joe. <laughs> you're welcome. Thanks for having me. See you next time. You say something silly. <laughs> we'll work on it. <laughs> That'll be in the next ten minutes. Call me if you need me. Okay. Thank you. Now we get to hear her get up and uh, and leave because uh, I'm actually trapped. Yeah, she's trapped. <laughs> I'm gonna have to like limbo under this. Uh, oh, this is really. Yeah, it's graceful. We're having a. There we go. How's everything? Okay. All right. All right. Smooth. What's going on with them crows? What is going on with them crows? Um, so I was going to say, you know, last week we talked about you and I were very, very confused about the gestation period for a crow. And I just wanted to say, first of all, there is no gestation period for a crow. That's for mammals. Mm. The incubation period for a crow is... Uh, um, they had crow eggs hatch 18 days after they're laid. Uh, and there's an interval between the hatching of the first and last bird for about three days. So it's two to three weeks mm -hmm. that we're looking at for mm -hmm. hatching. That's now, a long um, period to be getting pelted from the sky. It is. Uh, these crows are doing it a lot longer. So I, now I'm really confused because I think maybe these crows are just, just uh, assholes. Right. <laughs> They're just establishing ownership. They're just, I think so because it is. Once I read that, I'm like, oh, it's been more than three weeks. So, um, mm -hmm. I just wanted to share a little bit of uh, science uh, sharpshooting for us too. Very good. That's about well. The I next time you give us some some information from the animal world, I want you to do it in a David Attenborough voice. Oh, okay. I can. Uh, I can maybe joke and coach you a little bit on that. Yeah, maybe so. Maybe so. Oh, and. Um, See, we talked about Daisy Ridley. Um, yes. Seems to be she's moved on from that. I don't know that she gave us any kind of final no, dispensation she, on that, but she appears to be uh, normal, normal colored at this time. Yeah. I mean, it was hard to say. The last Instagram thing I saw was a, a video without sound. Mm. Um, there's not a lot of of clear, you know clarity on whether she actually is okay or not but uh she doesn't look very yellow so maybe she is okay she's moved on yeah, yeah I, would, I would think so and we had mentioned steve winwood and the fact that uh he might still be touring mm -hmm. and uh the good news is he is on tour this summer is he yeah i i can't remember where i saw it but it popped up in a feed somewhere and um went and looked and uh he he's on tour this summer. There's a bit of not so good news with that. He's touring with Steely Dan. Oh, man, I'm looking at the picture of them now. Uh, not one of my favorite <laughs> bands. <laughs> Nor mine, actually. What in the heck is they have they? I think I've pretty much spent my life ignoring them as much as I can. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh yeah. Okay. I'm after re reeling in the years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Not not our bag. No, they look very. Uh, their their tour picture. They look very stern and serious. Looks right. There's. I guess there's. They're supposed to be like you know, geeks, really. And. Uh, mm-hmm. We're supposed to like them. Um, and I just could never... had no appreciation for their uh, no. vocal stylings or their lyrics or any of that. Isn't it weird, though, when these things come up in your feed? Like, I just... Right. Yeah, you it, mentioned... When, last time right. I mentioned Steve Winwood was probably 20 years ago. And <laughs> yeah, right. And then and two then we days after I mentioned a... him, I see... Thing about him touring, it's like, is Google doing 
speech to text of every podcast <laughs> yeah. and then linking that to people's Google accounts so that they can push relevant ads at them. <laughs> I know. That's it scares me too cuz that is that's happened more than once even on this podcast. I'm like, what the I go to Facebook and there'll be an ad for something that I haven't thought about in 20 years but I talked about with you 2 days ago. I'm like, well, how does how is this happening? But um, right. Well, the good news is that they're not really coming anywhere near you. Yeah. That's in Indiana. That's, so. that's that's normal. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I I don't know how Ohio manages to be the um the state they will cross through. They'll play yeah. in Pennsylvania, they'll play in Indiana, and nobody plays in Ohio anymore. So oh, that is weird. You're a rock and roll capital. You'd think we'd get Yeah, you would. Get the bands. We don't. Yeah. So uh that's so, our um That's, that's our, our show. So that's our show. <laughs> I'll follow up. No. Uh, let's take a stab at a topic. What do you say? Okay, let's do it. Beyond the Porch. Return of Beyond the Porch. Mm, it's been a long time. Yeah, almost three weeks, and now mm-hmm. it can. It's back for its sixteen-week run, probably. Yes, right, because it is summer. <laughs> yes, yes. And uh, our, our Beyond the Porchy topic is. Uh, Summer planning and uh, mm-hmm. something I like to call summer performance anxiety. Yes. Now, what? Why don't you explain that a little bit? Well, uh, summer planning. The summer season is this big long season where we just feel we got to make use of the time. Oh, we got to get prepared, and we're going to miss the opportunities to do this, that, and the other thing. And and we've had this recurring theme on the show of of our pen, performance anxiety as people with relationships and family and we try to make things perfect for the people we live with and we're always worried about figuring what to do next and and summer is just the this giant you know time frame where we're supposed to you know we don't want to waste a second of it you know yeah Oh yeah, and I think heading into that, this June has been—I've been just like in a tizzy about. We we still don't have our summer vacation planned. We've got birthdays and all kinds of things going on. As soon as the kids got out of school, we started um, rounding up a bunch of doctor visits and things so they could do those in the summer and get them out of the way. And uh, yeah, it's just—it's daunting. Yeah. Yeah, it is. I, I have to, I have to, to share, <laughs> share with you. Just, uh, just take a little tangent away from this for a second. I just got a text from Joe. Can you turn left on red on a one way street? <laughs> I said, yes. And she said, boom. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, just wanted to share that. Um, yeah, I, I've got the same thing going on this summer with the with performance stuff I, it, what how this has kind of played out for us is that every year we go someplace on our anniversary and that is uh, August the uh, 6th August the 6th yep and um, we always go with and it happens to be on a weekend this year so we wanted to go up to this place that we go to Lake Crescent mm-hmm. uh, and normally where we end up they didn't have anything for the six. We booked this, oh man, months and months and months ago. But they didn't have anything for that weekend. So we booked something for, I think, the two weeks uh, away. And we're like, okay, we'll just celebrate our anniversary late. And um, that was our plan. Uh, we're going to Hawaii in the fall, so we don't have a lot of vacation time. And uh, that seemed fine in the spring. And then when it came to be last weekend, I got another wild hair like I normally do. <laughs> okay. And I was like, hey, sweetie, what are we going to do for our anniversary? Like, I, I don't know. I guess just, um, I don't know, go to a park. I said, that's ridiculous. We have to book <laughs> another weekend away. <laughs> so we spent hours and hours trying to figure out where to go and getting on Airbnb and stuff like that. And we 
we booked this uh this little getaway to Whidbey Island up here. It's a, just a it's going to be just a little weekend just on the on the water and it's going to be great. But That sounds great. Yeah, it's it's excellent. But every single year it seems like I I get to the place where it's summer and I look ahead to my summer and I say, mm, "We're not doing enough." Mhm. And it's normally like July 4th where you can't book anything and I'm like, "We're not doing enough. We need to do more." What what where's weekend that co- can yeah, we and go where, where is the stress coming from? Where is this I don't drive know. coming from? I, I think it's I, I think it is that, you know, here especially we have a very small window of summer and, uh, and everyone just goes crazy. Yeah. yeah. But what does it mean we're not doing enough? It's it, I we've got parties planned with friends, we have uh you know, there are places to, to swim nearby us, just we could just drive to a lake and swim. I don't know what it is that I feel like I need <laughs> other than we need an experience. We need to stay in a, in a hotel or we need to stay at a, you know, at a B and B and, and go out. And, and it's always seems like the beginning of the um, summer. I look on the summer as a whole and I judge it. Hmm. Not enough. They mm-hmm. say. And so then I do you think it's, gaps. it's you're afraid of how you're going to look back at it? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I think that's what it is. Like, will I regret not doing this? Will I regret not going away? And what we end up doing is spending it. I mean, you know, booking an air booking an Airbnb this close is like not not cheap. No, so we end up spending a lot of money on a weekend, and it's like. And then there's the anxiety of making that worth it. Yeah. Right. Um. Yeah. It's it's really hard to balance that. Um. We have a tough time right here and right after the school season ends because the girls um birthdays are the beginning of Ju- J- July mm-hmm. and um my poor my daughters both had um uh after dental consultations they both have right. problems with teeth in the way back that need removed um my um one of my daughters had her had her surgery today it's her first surgery Oh, how'd that go? Did it go it went, went really well. I was so Good. glad that that's behind. I mean, that's really mm-hmm. been quite a relief, but big stress because Saturday is their birthday party. And I'm like, if uh-huh. this doesn't go well, you know, she's going to be miserable on her birthday. <laughs> right. And uh, now it's so far crossing fingers. Things look good. Good, But then, good. you know, it's Wednesday. I've got a got to get the place ready and it's out there cutting the grass tonight and and it's just family it's not like they're going to tisk tisk i see uh <laughs> what are those you know what are those clovers doing and growing in his yard you know? <laughs> right it's just not going to be like that but right. it's just this always putting pressure on myself to present and provide and to the point where my stress makes everybody else in contact with me unhappy rather than happy. Right. And this is a theme that we have talked about. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I'm I'm sure it's stuff that we will revisit again because it's, we both have this. I, I definitely, definitely, definitely have, um, that same thing you know i want to provide i want to provide a great experience for joe because it's her anniversary Mm -hmm. you know i want to provide a great birthday for her every year a great christmas or whatever and i end up stressing myself out a lot so for me it's that that combination this this like fear of future regret and um you know one of the things i think about all the time it's something when you and i went to uh um victoria together uh years ago yep took the boat over and walked around had a really good time and i in the middle of it i said huh i really i really should go come here more often i don't know why i have not come here more often and you said william you're here now (laughs) (laughs) you're you're regretting not being here in the past and stressing about making sure you get here in the future (laughs) and Meanwhile, right now you're there 
<laughs> you look and, around. And this your is reaction where you to are. how wonderful your trip is is regret and anxiety. Yeah, right. <laughs> and it, it's something that I, I, I hear in my brain a lot when I get to these points, when I go to on vacation with Joe and I'm like, oh, Whitby Island, we, boy, we really should do this more. I'm like, oh, you're here now. Right. <laughs> like, all those wasted years not being all here. Wasted years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I definitely, definitely hear you on that front. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, one of the, uh, so you guys uh, have not planned your, your trips yet, right? You don't know where you're, are you going to try to go someplace a little more? You talked about maybe trying to go someplace a little more adventurous. Yeah, I'd like to get them farther away from home. I mean, we've been yeah. as far away as we've been as uh, the top of Michigan, really. Right. Um, I'd love to go to Toronto. That that's a possibility. Oh yeah. Um, but you know, it's 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 got to be driving. It's got to be a driving trip. Yeah. Um, because a fortune to to fly your right. whole family someplace. Right. I mean, that's pretty ridiculous. Yeah. And early in the year. My sister and I were, sister's family and my family were talking about the possibility of a joint trip down to Orlando because mm-hmm. they go um, two or three times a year. They go down to, you know, the Disney things and all that down there. They have a younger child younger than ours. But um, this year they, they ended up decided not to go. They um, We were going to try to figure out how we could all go, including our parents. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe maybe some other year not going to happen this year. Okay. Yeah. And uh, so yeah, it's going to be something that we figure out probably a week before, <laughs> be- right? Beforehand. Um, and in the meantime, it'll just be this this nagging, this nagging stress ball. Yeah. And, right. And, yeah, I don't know how to. It's just too bad. I we get. And I'm not the only person that experiences this too here. We get to the fall and it's almost a relief like, oh, whew, what's it going to be like next weekend? Rainy and cold. Oh, that's great. No no pressure to <laughs> yeah. make good use of the time. Oh, good. I think I'll just hang around home. Um, mm-hmm. I do have um, a whole other topic that we'll, I, I think we'll revisit some other time. Mm-hmm. Um, you can, a, a little teaser, it's a, uh, it's William's nap theory. So you know you 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 want to keep listening. Because yes, yeah. Mark your calendars. That's, that's coming up sometime soon. This is important scientific yeah. groundbreaking research being done over there. Yeah, I, I, it's almost cruel to tease it like that, but you know, <laughs> we just kinda ran out of time today. Well let's let's say no more. <laughs> yeah. Because it's time <laughs> for our next segment. Excellent. Music in rear view. And don't worry, kids. This will probably only take two or three hours to get through. <laughs> so uh, last week we did this uh, band that neither of us had. We knew of this band, the big giant band, Traffic, but we'd never had any familiarity with their music. Yeah. I'm, I'm sensing, <laughs> sorry, I'm sensing a theme here where it's like music yeah. in rear view becomes, here's a band that neither one of us know anything about. Let's see what happens. Let's learn. <laughs> And yeah, and I would I think you'd agree that this is another one of those. It is absolutely. Uh this band, uh 70s rock band called Uriah Heep. And the album that I happen to have in my bin of albums is Wonderworld from 1974. Now here's what I know about Uriah Heep. <laughs> okay. Rush more than I do, yeah. Rush opened for them on their first mm-hmm. tour. I know that. That's yes. that's what I know about Uriah Heep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I. That's about all I know too. I've heard about them my whole life. Yeah, and so I spun this record, and I'm like, oh, I def. This is definitely going on the show, because with our, you know, we're both such Rush fanatics and know everything about Rush. I believe this that Uriah Heep and possibly this album more than their other albums is a gateway to the beginnings of not only where Rush got 
their influence, but um, the other Canadian power trio, Triumph, as well. Okay. But anyway, I don't want to spoil it too much. I'm going okay. to the going to play the title album. With, no, I'm not going to play the title album. <laughs> I'm going to play the title Run track the album. from the album. Run the whole album. We'll just <laughs> and then, uh, we'll and, then we'll, and then afterwards we'll come back and start discussing it. <laughs> right. Uh, title track is uh, Wonder World. Let's listen to this and then talk about the genre of this. Okay. Very interesting. Wonder World. Yeah. I didn't expect it. I didn't expect the vocals didn't seem to match up to what. the it How it opened. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But people have said that about Rush too, haven't they? <laughs> I'm sure it had. It just sort of dropped into this, uh, into that place. It's very interesting. Right. Huh. That opener, it really sounds, I'm thinking it sounds like Genesis and it sounds like mm-hmm. some of the stuff that Rush did three in the third or fourth album in kind of with synth- right. synthesizer and and rock guitar was something I th- haven't heard from too many other bands of that era you know right yeah and uh so I was just surprised at how familiar that sounded <laughs> when I first played it yeah it, it, when the boy this and another good radio, but when the thing started, I I swore I'd I'd heard it before, and then I kept thinking, oh no no no, I haven't heard this, and then there'd be other places I'm like, no no, I have, I've heard this before. <laughs> so I think I think you're right. I, I this has definitely been heavily has heavily influenced a lot of bands that we've listened to because right, I can just um see Rush getting in the back of their minds at, or Getty getting in the back of his mind. He wants to try to, to add some keyboards to their stuff at right, some point. Right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, huh. And then another song from this was called uh, So Tired. Now this sounds like, to me, it. I was immediately thought of another uh, Canadian trio. Let's listen to this. Okay. Uh, who's that sound yeah. like? Well, it, or who it, sounds like that might be a better way to put it. 
I I mean I don't know who you're thinking of, but but to me that definitely sounds like some early Rush stuff. Yeah, yeah, but the, the tempo of it made me immediately think of uh, Triumph. Yeah, yeah, that fits too. But I think the I think the lyrics, the sort of yeah, the lyric cadence is very um, Fly By Night sort of era, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and also early early Triumph too. So. Right. Very interesting. It's like, it's like in the family tree of rock, those two <laughs> bands came from this common ancestor, right? Because uh, you know this is this is from '74, and both Triumph and Rush are a little later than that, a couple years, yeah. you know, two or three yeah. years behind that. Uh, rock and Roll Machine came out in 1977, and I just wanted to play a bit of that song, so you can see, to for the contrast and compare. Mm-hmm. Just, I'm, I'm just amazed at the at the uh, depth of those lyrics is really. Oh what wow, it's it's really deep. Yeah, it's what gets me. <laughs> it's like there's a party, there's a girl, there's boys. <laughs> I don't know. Party, party, rock and roll. Yeah, yeah. See, I can do it too. And then interesting. The, yeah, and then the most interesting thing I came across about this was towards the end of the record, there's a song called The Easy Road. <laughs> okay. And uh, I played this and I went, wait a minute, this is from the end of Rush's career. Okay, all right. See if you can guess what song this sounds like. Remind you of uh, yeah. perhaps the last song on the uh, most what is most likely the the last, last album album. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so the Uriah Heap runs strong and and deep in uh, it's in it's, Rush. It's like a inspiration for the end caps of their career. Yeah, right. It's almost like they were like, well, this might be the last song. Let's. Uh, Uriah Heap have anything? We, we hadn't really covered this, this 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 kind of thing. Uh, let's <laughs> play a little. Can we play a little bit of that? Is that okay? Yeah, sure. This is the Garden by Rush. It's the last song on uh, on Clockwork Angels. Oh, I'm gonna start well, that again. I'm gonna start oh, that again. Very very quiet. You're have to wait. Yeah, we're gonna, oh, okay. This, we're gonna edit all this out. This will okay. be shh, shh, the whole podcast. Shh, shh, shh. 
In this one of many possible worlds All for the best Or some bizarre test It is what it is And whatever Time is still the infinite jest The arrow flies when you dream The hours Away, the cells take away. The watchmaker keeps to his skis. The hours take away, they take away. <sighs> well, I'm done. Did I just send you into a deep melancholic uh, funk from which yeah. you shall never ever I'd, recover? No, that's it. I'm done. Um, <laughs> oh, so good. Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah but, but isn't that yeah, definitely. really interesting? I just was really like, whoa, wait a minute. It's like. That is really, that is really interesting because <laughs> you would, you would think, you know, a band like Rush were starting out, were being influenced by the sound, but. I there is a similarity between those mm-hmm. two those two songs and and it it's really fascinating to me because mm-hmm. there's no way that they were like seriously they weren't they weren't like hey let's do this dry heat thing but it well definitely, no not directly but I, yeah, I think w- where where are you more impressionable than when you're an 18 year old who's on their first you've just been catapulted into this world of touring. Yeah. How could you not be deeply influenced by, um, you know, the performers who you were playing with, you know, that, yeah, that, right. that you were opening for who are already yeah. in, in that world and you're not there yet. You're, you're looking just up starting. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Interesting. I feel like I'm learning a lot from this podcast. I, maybe that's <laughs> maybe that's its purpose. I've for years, my whole life, I've heard Uriah Heep and never that was the first, literally the first music I've ever heard of Uriah Heep ever. Yeah, me too. Um, well, actually, I probably I think I heard ten seconds of Uriah Heep because in that Rush documentary, Beyond yeah, the Lighted okay. Stage, they right. played ten minute ten seconds of some song. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> To be fair, yes, I, I that's probably the ten seconds I heard too. But right. uh, but I, I kind of feel the same as traffic from last week. It's like I had never heard anything from them. So right, and they did all this this jazz and stuff, but then they had ballads, and then mm-hmm. Rush wasn't known for ballads, but they finally did one. Yeah, um, and it's like these bands they all just end up there at some point. They they say, "Well, we have to do a ballad." Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Well, great. Mm-hmm. That was enjoyable. Um, I think maybe we have ended up there. We have ended up. I don't know the where. End. It's time. It's time for the the ballad of our podcast. Yes. Yes. The the right. Let me cue um, up some strings. <laughs> oh, that would be great. I wish we had some. Wish we had some music for for this piece, but. Uh, um, what? Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. I think it's time for just you know tell people where they can tell us how wrong we are about everything. Okay. Uh well that's just call my wife and mm-hmm. she will come in. Um but if you if you don't have my wife's number and uh you shouldn't, how dare you? Uh you can find us at upandovercast.com. You can find us over on Facebook at Openovercast. Or you can email us at podcast at upandovercast.com. Excellent. And please do, everybody. We look please forward to do. it. So, uh, William, do you have a favorite rock band ballad? You know, I had a whole 
jokey gaff all ready for you, and then you just destroyed me with uh, the garden. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm going to answer seriously. Everyone go out, buy Clockwork Angels, listen to the garden, and uh, just lie back, and it's a perfect summer song to just really chill out and get yourself lost in. That's my favorite rock ballad, and that's a serious answer. Agreed. I had a text, <laughs> funny text from my wife that said, uh, if you have any room at the end, I am now back to understanding my righteous indignation at the intersection. <laughs> well, get it in. Is she I, still uh, around? Or she, she, she is. You want, you want her yes, to, absolutely. To, to revisit? Okay, mm-hmm. hang on a second. So guess who is back to explain a little bit more about traffic? Joe, you've gone off and you've done some research and... Uh, <laughs> You, you've you, you've got some follow up for us. I have indeed. Okay, uh, <laughs> what's what's uh, what's going on? Well, I feel like I'm I'm I want to clear my name, mm-hmm. exonerate myself, and other such things which mean the same thing. Miss Moral High Ground. That's your name. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Exactly. Um. So, do we remember? The whole conversation. We all believe me. We'll never forget <laughs> it. It'll be. It's in my memory forever. Okay. So the thing I was second guessing was like, how come I was getting mad at these people for turning left yes. into my space? Right. Uh, right. How can they be turning left? Right. On a red light. How could they be? That's ridiculous. Right. But as my research told me. Did you get out in the car and go drive? No, I texted you. <laughs> okay. Uh huh. They're turning left because it's, they're turning into a one-way street. Right. So it's kind of the same scenario as if they were turning right on red, mm. as in your example. And yeah. the, the road they're on is one way as well? No. Oh, okay. Um. <laughs> <laughs> what? Go off, do more research. 